was, uh, how many remember the title of last Sunday's sermon? Sneak, sneaky Snake and Lurking Lion. And who are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I heard a lot of different responses. You, you're allowed to talk back to me. My children are not. You got, okay. <laughs> We're going to talk a, a little bit more about the devil. The devil is a an entity, a whatever, uh, a being. Um, it's not. He's not just a mental illness or or some physical illness or some uh, issue in in your mind uh, or some evil influence of habit or something like that. This is a person, and we talked about we battle, and sometimes. We're not even aware that it's going on. We talked about little things that happen. A few things to remember about the Moon Pie Sermon. How many got their Moon Pie? <laughs> For those who weren't here, we talked about the, the moon on the eclipse. This area was uh, huge for a really good viewing of the eclipse. And the sun is huge. It's huge. And the moon is small by comparison. But that little moon obscured the whole sun. Just a little moon. And that a lot of it has to do with distance and all that kind of stuff and proximity and, and, and orientation. But the thing is, that's the way Satan gets us so many times. It's those little things that we're not paying attention, you know, and he just, you know, and takes us down. But, of course, we get pulled back up. And that's good. That, that grace space is, is, a good, is a good thing. So we talked about that, and the moon pie was a big deal. We have an enemy, an adversary, and he prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking, I mean, looking for, aggressively pursuing someone to what? Devour. Yeah, not someone to aggravate just a little bit, you know, or, or get, you know what I'm saying? I mean... Devour. That's a very strong word. This is the kind of enemy that we have. Now, I don't want to call more attention to the enemy than I do our Savior. But we need to be aware, and we're going to read some scriptures that, that encourage that. Many times he uses the small things to get to us. Here's a list of things we can do to be prepared. We're talking about preparation, you know, with Irma and everything. These are some things that we can do to be prepared on the alert. And stand in the face of the temptation. And this is the list that I gave us last Sunday. First of all, fellowship with God. Fellowship with God. When your eyes open in the morning, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I don't know what your routine is, but it is a good way to initiate that fellowship with the Lord. First thing. Instead of, you know, like I woke up this morning and said, oh, first thing I thought was I shouldn't have ridden the tractor that long. You know, that was, but that's, that's not going to help me. You know what I'm saying? But what we need to do, we need to be thinking about how grateful we are to the Lord. And some of you heard me say this. I love to sit next to Jerry Wright at our early morning, and I mean early morning, Wednesday, uh, men's get together. And you know, we eat and then we talk about. Uh, well, we discussed two books. One, Ephesians. It only took us two and a... Less than two. 
less than two years. That's good. That's good. And now we're on Galatians, and it was going to last. Listen, Lord, it has been awesome. It has been really, really good. That's that's a little plug, you know, for yeah, for community. Um, I like to sit next to Jerry Wright because he's just so positive. He just he spends that whole time. We all pray out loud, you know. And and when when Morfrito was with us, it was louder. But now <laughs> we're we're slipping. You're going to have to come by and visit us and get us ramped up again. But um, he just talks about. God, you're so good to us. Man, I'm so glad you love us so much. You take care of us so well. You give us so many blessings. You know, he just goes on and on. I just, I I just am quiet and you just sit and I just, you know, listen. Yeah. And say, you know, wash me. Wash me with the word. Wash me. And it's good. And so we fellowship with God. That's what we do. That is a great preparation. The number one preparation for being ready to face the adversary. Fellowship with God. Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Don't be enamored with what the other one has. Don't the temporal things. You know, you may be attracted by some of those things. And I believe the scripture teaches us don't make that our focus. Those aren't good things. You know, and even in the Psalms they would say, you know, why is why, why are my enemies, you know, I mean they're doing really well. You know, and it, but always by the end of his psalm, David is praising the Lord and thanking Him, right? Because he gets back in that place where we all need to be. Another another good tactic: yell a loud no to the devil. Resist him, firm in your faith. Resist, resist. That's a posture that we take. Firm in your faith is critical. Knowing what we believe and knowing. In whom we trust, right? Say quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. In a moment. He's always right there. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. This is a posture that we take. Another posture that we take of humility. I mean, we can fall on the rock and be humble. Oh, the rock falls on us. I don't know how accurate that is, but it's kind of a nice thing. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand. Of God, quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Quit saying you love God, but you still love the things of the world. You still love the things around, and you can, you can just say, "Oh, oh, I'm just going to rub up against it a little bit." Uh uh-uh. uh uh uh. Or you know the old saying, "Don't play with fire because you get burned." People don't say that. Just to hear themselves speak. I mean, this is this is true. This is this is what we need to do. Cast. This is really a critical one, and we're going to talk a little bit about that actually today. Cast all your anxiety on Him. Cast all your anxiety on Him, because when we're anxious, we're not going to be paying attention to the little things that are going to eat us. In fact, the anxiety will eat us. It it will give you ulcers, it will give you all kinds of issues. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. So, we need to pay attention. We're, you know, when we're, when we're just driving, say for instance, there's some things that we really need to pay attention to, aren't there? And if we're distracted, 
It's not good. It can be as simple as dropping a CD and reaching over. Just for my, just, I'm, just, just a second, I'm just going to reach over there. Just, just a tiny, you know, it won't take any time at all. I nearly killed a kid doing that one time. He was coming, I was going to deliver a, um, uh, a car, a little, little samurai thing, with uh, uh, Art and Pam Kruger were moving. And I was going to drive, I was driving his van, I was pulling that thing. And I reached down for something, and his shoulder was steep. I got off of it, and the tractor swung this way, and then it swung that way, and it, this guy just, bam, he just bought the car. I mean, I could have killed him so easily. I mean, it scared me skinny, right? But that's how, that's how it is. Pay. Uh, I was already skinny. <laughs> you never heard that? Scared me skinny. Where were you raised up? <laughs> Uh, what? Oh, and the, oh, okay. That explains it. Um, <laughs> so we need to pay attention, right? We need to pay, don't be on your cell phone. You know, there's things that we can do. You know, to be on the alert. It's it's not like we just you know cruise around like you know. My dad used to do stuff like that. Oh my gosh, he was crazy. Um, be on the alert. Fix your eyes. On Jesus. Wow. That's powerful, isn't it? That's powerful. Because then we're not distracted because our eyes are fixed. Not just, you know, when it's convenient, you know, like maybe on Sunday morning, you know, if you're feeling good, you know, and it's not too pretty so you can't play golf or whatever, you know. No. Fix. It's a commitment. It is something that we we do. We discipline ourselves. Okay. You can erase that if you want. Um. Don't grow weary and lose heart. Oh, my goodness. You know, that's a hard one because sometimes it just seems overwhelming, doesn't it? And we start looking around and, so, and we take our eyes off the prize, you know. It's like Peter, oh, my goodness, look at those waves. Whoosh. You know, so we don't grow weary and lose heart. That's even tougher. Uh, we can get so down, you know, and then, then uh, you know, I don't I hope, you know, I hope Bob Robbins doesn't call me, you know, because I, (laughs) oh, you know, but don't grow weary and lose heart. And if you do start to grow weary, man, be with your brothers and sisters who will encourage you, you know, and so I go to Ryan's with, uh, is that called Ryan's with Bob and we eat too much and I feel better. Until the next day, I don't know what they put in that food, but... Hey, don't grow weary in this heart. Daily expect the day of God. Daily expect the day of God. Be ex- expectant about His return for you. You know, be excited about that. Oh, I remember when I was younger, you know, it's like, especially if, if you're trying to, you know, stay pure and everything, and you're thinking, you know, God, especially, you know, 16 to 20 something... Maybe to 65, even. But it's like, God, you know, just hold off coming and getting us until I can be married. All right, who else really, who thought that? Be honest. But be expectant, be excited about the Lord, because this is an eternal relationship. This is a love that doesn't even come close to what we experience here, even though how great it is, right? Daily expect. Be eager for its arrival. It says, it says, you know, it's a scary thing, but 
and all that crazy stuff has got to happen before this happens. But he says, comfort one another with these words, right? And he says, if I go, I'm coming back so that where I am, you may be also. Right? Grow in grace. Grow in grace. And that was so the grace. It's not greasy grace. It's not the grace that leads to license. It's the grace that leads to freedom and serving and confidence and right forgiveness. All those things. And our want to's are adjusted. Another trait of our enemy, the devil, not to mention his demon entourage, is to paralyze us with fear. Paralyze us with fear. Not just a little afraid, but paralyze us with fear. What are some of the fears that keep us from stepping out and moving forward? Just just think of some of the fears that fear man. Good one. Fear of failure. Huge. That's one I deal with. Fear, yeah, fear of rejection. Yeah, afraid to step out because, yeah, right, that's real. Pardon me? Fear, fear of the unknown. Yeah, I'd like it to be all laid out and say, I know this is going to happen. This is coming along and everything. How about the Irma folks? Fear of the unknown. Didn't even know where they were going, man. Right? You know, what's going to happen to my house? Uh, you know, Robert's, what, what's another fear? Ooh, Wow. 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 Your commitment. Wow. Anybody else? Fear of death. Right? Yeah. If you don't have the hope of Christ, then your death, death is a scary thing. Yeah. So, these kinds of things can paralyze us. And the thing that paralyzes me is not the same thing that paralyzes you. That's very important to understand. And so we support each other. We, we encourage each other. In the message, uh, paraphrase, 1 John four fifteen through 21, helps us establish who we are and who God is. It's very critical because that helps take away the fear. Watch this. Everyone who confesses that Jesus is God's Son and participates continuously in an intimate relationship with God, we know... I must have left something out. Oh. Everyone who confesses that Jesus is God's Son participates continuously in an intimate relationship with God. That's good news. That's encouraging. That's, you know, my, my, one of my greatest fears is, is leaving out a word in my sermon. <laughs> we know it so well. We've embraced it heart and soul. This love that comes from God. God is love. When we take up permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. Now, why is he saying this? This way, love has the run of the house. Becomes at home and mature in us so that we're free of worry on judgment day. Hey, we're free of worry on judgment day. I don't worry about the judgment. You can't scare me with the judgment because I'm looking forward to the judgment because he's going to see Jesus as atoned for everything. Have I made mistakes? Sure. But I know that he loves me. I believe that he loves me. And I believe that his grace is sufficient for all of my needs. I am not 
afraid of the judgment. Nor should you be. If you are a believer in the Lord. If I can get you scared enough, you might give more in the offering plate. Ha! <laughs> you know? <laughs> See, that's ridiculous, isn't it? That's so wrong. Our standing in the world is identical with Christ's. As He was, so are we in this world. We, Jesus, who was Jesus? Amen? God's Son. Heirs to everything that God owns, which is everything. And we are that person. We need to know that. And he's talking about love here. John, John talks a lot about love. There is no room in love for fear. Yes! Yes! There is no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear. Since fear is crippling. A fearful life. Fear of death. Fear of judgment. Is one not yet fully formed in love. Lord, form us completely in your love. May we know it. May we trust it. May we love you back. If anyone boasts, I love God, and goes right on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it, he is a liar. If we don't, if we won't love the person, if he won't love the person he can see, how can he love the God he can't see? The command we have from Christ is blunt. Loving God includes loving people. You've got to do both. But it is a huge defense against fear. Fears of all kinds. Of all kinds. Isn't that amazing? I think it's really amazing. So when we don't love, we set ourselves up for fears. We do. So let's be proactive in loving. So love is our first defense against fear. God loves us. We love God. And then we can and will love others. The next is to know who we are and who our God is. In Romans eight fourteen through 17, this is in the Amplified Version. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For the spirit which you have now received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more in bondage to fear. Right? It's not that, right? But you have received the spirit of adoption drawn into the family. The spirit producing sonship in the bliss of which we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, come sit in my lap. And if you're not able to crawl up in my lap, He'll do to you like I did to my little granddaughter. Because she was so little and she couldn't really call up one of the 14. Um, (laughs) Dang, I'm old. Um, But it was Sylvia. And uh, she was so little. And I remember lifting her up and setting her on my knee. And and the Lord just... (laughs) I still get... You know, this Lord just showed me. He says, you know, if you can't, I will. I will. We cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself thus testifies together with our own spirit. Isn't that wonderful? Assuring us that we are children of God. You don't have to fear that. God has promised, and not just in this one scripture, right? But in many, many scriptures. And we are His children. Then we are 
his heirs also. We get everything that he is and has. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. With Christ. As he was in this world, so are we, right? Everything. With Christ, sharing his inheritance with him. Only we must share his suffering if we are to share his glory. And that's an interesting statement. And I could have left it out, but you know, why leave it out? It's there. Suffering is more than just being burned at the stake. It's more, right? It's more than being tortured. It's, it's, It's more like hanging in there. Don't get weary. Right? Long suffering. Hang in there. Don't give up. Amen? Hang in there. Don't be aware of well-doing because He will reward you in due time, right? Another great scripture. You know, I could just write the whole Bible out and just... No, I'm kidding. You can't really do that. Um, we are to share in His glory. Second Timothy 1, 5-7. This is in the Amplified as well. I am calling up memories. And I, I want to say, preface this uh, with... Paul is writing to Timothy, a young... I think he was pastoral, but he was also apostolic. He was a lot of things. But Paul's writing to this young leader and reminding him of his heritage. Not his, his earthly heritage and his spiritual heritage. Because he needed to know who he was, right? Especially as a young man who would be challenged. You know, his preaching would be challenged, you know? Peter Hughes would have a, 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 a small group in which they could dissect. No, I'm kidding. If you're paying attention, you left that. But anyway, just saying. <laughs> I'm calling up memories of your sincere and unqualified faith. In other words, it is total. The leaning of your entire personality on God in Christ in absolute trust and confidence in His power, wisdom, and goodness. Isn't that awesome? A faith that first lived permanently in the heart of your grandmother, Lois. I had a grandmother, Lois. Okay. And your mother, Suzanne. I mean, Eunice. And now, I am fully persuaded, dwells in you also. So, I want to encourage you, Timothy. You're His. You're the Lord's. You belong to the Lord. You've been reared in the Lord. You have a confidence. You have a strong faith. So, that's why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, and keep burning the gracious gift of God. The inner fire that is in you by means of the laying on of my hands with those of the elders at your ordination. Now, this is really important because every one of us has had experiences with the Lord and sensed the presence of the Holy Spirit. And, 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 just, and you know, it doesn't happen every day, you know, and that's okay. They didn't have to cross the Red Sea every day, right? It was a great miracle. And so we still remember it and we still talk about it. And he's saying to Timothy, remember, remember that day when the Holy Spirit came on you and just flooded you. I'm remembering some days. Stir that up. Stir that up. That's part of fixing our eyes on Jesus. Stir this up so that you are confident.
For God did not give us, and I love that this follows this. We, we separate it so many times, but it follows that whole establishment of who Timothy was and who God was to him. And it also reminds him of how the Holy Spirit has gifted him and inspired him and empowered him to do what he's been called to do. And then he says this, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven and cringing and fawning fear, but He has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Is that... (laughs) I hope that's encouraging. After all that He said, He ends it with this. Well, He doesn't actually end it, but... I hope that's encouraging to you and that we all... Take the time to remember, to look back, remember who we are and who He is. And to remember the things that He's done and what He's placed within us. And make that our focal point. Hebrews 13, verse 6 in the Amplified. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, The Lord is my helper. Or, The Lord is my helper or the Lord is my helper each one of those things needs to be emphasized and for us to understand who God is fully and who we are fully. is that not good? <laughs> mm. I will not be seized with alarm I will not fear or dread or be terrified what can man do to me? Amen Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So as humans, we fear sometimes. We do. And sometimes it's just a little fear and we blow it off. Sometimes it's a big fear and we really have to battle it. But there's some preparations we can make. We also know that if we love, perfect love casts out fear. So love is our first defense against fear. God loves us. We love God and then we can and will love others. The next is to know who you are and who our God is. What does that look like to us? What does it look like on every day, day after day, practical thing when we're at the grocery store, right? When we're driving down the road, when we're fleeing Irma, you know, whatever. In, in our real life situations, at the ball games, right, Faye? Um, wherever we are, how does this play out? Just something to think about. The last scripture is Luke twelve thirty two, and this is also in the Amplified. Do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear, little flock. <laughs> I love that little flock. So you guys, y'all know y'all are a little flock. You just a little flock, you know. All you macho guys, you know, I'm not no little flock. You know, you know, I'm not Jesus' wife. You know, whatever. Get over it. <laughs> we're his bride and we're his little flock and he loves us. Fear not, little flock is the way. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The kingdom. Amen. And the kingdom of God is not meat or drink. It's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
in the Holy Spirit. Let me pray with you. Father, we're so grateful that you do love us. In fact, you really do love us. And you sent your son Jesus. And we are so grateful. Father, help us to love like you loved. May we be so full of love that fear has no place to take hold. So I pray for each person in this room that they sense your love. That they embrace your love. That they embrace you. And that their spirit would witness with the Holy Spirit that they are your kids and that you love them and they can say Abba Father and you will lift them up into your lap they have nothing to fear we have nothing to fear help us remember that and Father we love you we just love you and I pray that as an overflow of that love that we would as Jesus commanded us love one another to share the love. Amen? Don't forget your chairs. Don't forget your instructions. Don't forget your children.